pathetic. Um, and they should be embarrassed of themselves. <laughs> really were. From the way that their fans and their quarterback talks down on their division rivals and who they are, they act like that they're the Patriots dynasty. And there's no reason for them to. You haven't won a Super Bowl in nearly a decade for as high as they talk. Over Your quarterback is still nowhere near Tom Brady. So it's like <laughs> there's just no reason for this team, the way the fan base and the media talks about them, that you should be three and three. Worst case, four and two. You know what? of the Pinewood Perspective. I'm joined today by B Money White and Thomas Gorski. Fellas, week six, how'd it feel? Oh, great. A little, little disappointing, man. But, um, yeah, we're, we're ready. Ready to roll, dude. On to the next one. Long yeah. season. This was maybe my worst football weekend I've had in a long time. We were just talking about how I lost to B Shiesty himself by .4 points. Uh, in our dynasty matchup, it was a big matchup too. Going into the week, he trades for Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, and Mike Evans. I trade for Jamar Chase. We were both like, we both were, we were both making the moves to try and knock each other off this week. Um, and it was probably matchup of the year. It was game of the year. It's gonna go down as game. Oh, of the game year. of the year. Oh, easily. Just everything, dude. It was like. He was up by 20, and then I'm back in it, Josh Allen to Gabe Davis. And then then Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz, and Geno Smith start cooking in their 3 o'clock games, and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey gets a 50-yard reception in garbage time, and then I'm down bad again. Josh Allen, bam, gets me right back in it, throws the game-winning touchdown to Dawson Knox, who I also had, and we're tied up going into – Sunday night football, Cowboys defense, I had, and he had Brett Maher, and he got a, Maher got the five or four points, and Cowboys D got four points, so Brett ended up beating me by .4 points, it was a tough weekend, but, and then the Bears, obviously, the most disgusting loss that I've watched in a long time, but let's start off with our segment number one this week, week six, biggest losers, Uh, you know that we can obviously vary this, it comes with players, teams, coaches, whatever, just a fucking loser that stands out to you and you're like damn there's they're losers like full-blown losers thomas who is your loser this is derogatory too by the way this isn't you know like ah you know you know they lost no these are some fucking losers yeah i mean there's like there's so many you could choose from you know i'm not gonna like like specifically name a player but I'm probably, I'll just go like with, with an organization who, is, is, I mean, it's got to be the Packers. I don't think I've ever seen a more disappointing team from start to finish. I mean, everyone thought the Jets were a joke. You drop it. To, I mean, you, you can't lose back to back games to the Giant. Or, I mean, I don't know if it was back to back. I don't remember if they were in London last week or if it was the week before. But you can't lose to the Giants and the Jets back to back weeks and let alone lose to the Jets at home in the way that they did. Like at one point, it was 17 to three. It was just an absolute ass whooping. The Packers just look old and just, they just don't even look right right now. So 
yeah, I mean, it's gotta be the Packers. I mean, they, if they have a big L on their, on their head right now, like they are absolutely losers. They are pathetic. Um, and they should be embarrassed of themselves <laughs> really were. from the way that their fans and their quarterback talks down on their division rivals and who they are. They act like that. They're the Patriots dynasty and there's no reason for them to, you haven't won a super bowl in nearly a decade for as high as they talk. Hold Your quarterback is still nowhere near Tom Brady. So it's like, <laughs> there's just no reason for this team, the way the fan base and the media talks about them, that you should be three and three. Worst case, four and two. You know, if you got some adjustments, you lose 70% of your offense and Devontae Adams. Like, I get it. Changes have to be made. Like, you know, there's a transition period. But, like, you – they are losers. Your head coach is a loser. Your quarterback's a loser. <laughs> the offensive line, the defense, you guys are an absolute mess. So, yeah, they are probably the losers of the week and probably the losers of the entire season. Brett. I'm sure you got some two cents to put in on that. That's just that just sounds like a total like reach for a reaction. Like I literally, honestly, I, you lost me because that's just like I, if we want to talk about for the week, yeah. But I think it's just a terrible take, like a ridiculously terrible take. You're talking about a three and three team. Should be two and four if the Bucks had weapons. Okay, but, I mean, we can talk about what ifs all the time. That's football. That's what it is. It's the game of inches for a reason. But to sit here and say that about that, about a three and three team, I don't know what you could say about all these other teams. Meanwhile, you talk about the New York Giants and the Jets. The NFL is the fastest turnover of teams in any professional sports league. I believe that's relevant. And the New York Giants are sitting at five and one and the New York Jets are sitting at four and two. So you're talking about great teams who have great records. I mean, that's a combined record of nine and three. There's been a lot worse. I mean, just look at, look at the Bucks, who I think are one of the top teams in the NFC right now, just lost to the Steelers and the Steelers don't even have their best player on the field right now, which would have been, really good to counteract the Bucks' best player, Tom Brady, and the Bucks still couldn't get it done. So I think your take is very extra on all, um, all realms of it. Outside of the Packers losing at home, I think it's never uh, acceptable for Green Bay to lose at home, especially with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers by 17, to any team, let alone a good team like the Jets right now. A lot can happen. It's a long season, especially injuries. I mean, they're sitting at four and two. They haven't even had their starting quarterback for their losses, you know? So, yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson didn't even throw for 120 yards. A lot can be said about that. And, you know, um, if like, like we still have a lot of the season left. Um, yeah, you guys haven't even played the Bills with, yet. I lot. do want, right. And, you know, the, the Vikings have to play the Bills along with the yeah. two teams that it's just atrocious that the Packers lost to, apparently. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see by the end of the season what's real, what's not. And I just, I just would love to, since, since that was your loser of not only the week and the absolute season, where do you see Green Bay projecting with, since that's your attitude towards? Yeah, I mean, I think the, I still don't, I still think the NFC is a little weak towards the back end. So I do think Green Bay is going to be able to pull out wins against Detroit, Chicago. Okay, so let's get Wait, to the so point, I think though. So you think that they're going to be a playoff team? I think they could sneak in. I won't be shocked if they miss, but I think the division's 100% over. I think it's over. 
Okay, so you could see they that Green Bay and see what happens. But I just think from a division, which is what they were expected to be, is run away with this division is straight up like that's my thing. They could sneak in because a lot of teams in the right. NFC so sneaking in bro. though, right? Okay, I just I just wanted to get a couple of your answers yeah. there. So if the Green Bay Packers did sneak in at seven, which I guess is such a loss of the season, for them, and let's so happen they do get past the Vikings in the playoffs, then then what about your hot take? Like I'm I'm just. Like well, doesn't to say it. to say that it's such a loss, or to say that it's such a to say that there's the loser of the season when up you're, to this point when yes. when your expectation is gonna have Green Bay right in an opportunity to knock the Vikings off that just that just blows my mind. Like I mean, you yourself they... say that you yourself expect the Green Bay Packers to sneak in the playoffs which will put them in a position to knock the Vikings out of the playoffs. And that oh, makes good. them the loser of the season. Good. That blows my mind. No, I mean, the NFC's made, they've made it super easy with these playoff expansions for certain teams to get in who don't deserve it. Like the Eagles didn't deserve to get to the playoffs last year and they got their ass kicked by the Bucks first round. The Packers could get in right away and they could get blown out right away. It wouldn't shock me. I just don't think they're a very good team right now. I think there's just too many changes there. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers looking old. He's looking really old, and I won't even be shocked if he hangs it up at the end of the year. All right, well, really won't. I just wanted to get the rest of your opinion on on that. That was that was a hot take. I love it though. That's well, I don't think it's a hot take because it's not like it's up to this point. It's not like just for the rest of the season. It's up to this exact point that you were expected to beat the hell out of the Patriots with a backup quarterback. You should have beat the Giants. You should have beat the Jets. Yeah, but but all that is like Bucks, all of that. But they is, had no Evans, no Godwin, no nobody. So and that, it's all bullshit narratives. It's all bullshit narratives because that same team that Green Bay should have pounded with the backup quarterback. Our next segment, we want to talk about who's going to be the starter, that quarterback or Mac Jones. Like it's a real thing because that Patriots team is rolling over teams right now. So, and the, you know, the, the Jets and the Giants are rolling over teams as well. So that's just the, the NFL. Like, yeah, those were the narratives at the time, but this is going to change. Just like, just like I was saying, if, what if the Vikings lose to the Giants and the Jets also? I mean, that's a possibility. What's going to be your narrative on these teams then? Like, well, when, when and if that happens, and yes, I acknowledge that the Vikings played down to their opponent. When that time comes, I will say, yes, the Vikings – screwed up you know like they dropped the eight ball but, but where's when is it ever going to be credit so to these teams we're talking about what's going on right now yeah <laughs> when is it it sounds like you're not giving any credit to the giants or the jets oh i am oh i am to you just said point. if they, they if the vikings, solid, if the vikings it's beat so them, an indictment it's, on it's, green bay it's an indictment on green bay they always steamroll early in the year and they're just not right now all right well i just i just can't i just can't come to terms that a losing being the absolute loser of the season will land you a playoff spot, but that's shit. I might, I mean, I'm looking at the Packers schedule. I might need to, I might need to take that back. They okay. still haven't played the Rams yet. They won't, they haven't played the dolphins. They haven't the Titans, the Eagles, the Cowboys. I mean, they could go under 500 truthfully. I don't know if they will, but I mean, it's not out of the possibility where you're at right now of how right. good that team right. is. That's, I love it. I love it. Will, who's who's Prove me wrong? <laughs> okay. Me wrong. I want to. I don't have to. No, 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 not you. I mean, the Packers. Bit. Right, right. You want to prove right. me wrong? I will admit I was wrong. They win this division or this is that. I'll say I'm wrong. Well, we don't have to win the division well, yeah. to have a successful season. That's 
That'll be the vibe. I mean, that'll if be if you the, the playoffs in your first round exit, that's a failure of a season from a Green Bay perspective. That's like Alabama missing the college football playoffs. Like that's a failure. I, I like that you think that. I like that you think that. All right. Um, a few things that I've I've heard, and I'm gonna. I don't think that the Packers were projected to completely run away with this division. I feel like a lot of the nation seen the loss of Devontae Adams and said, "Okay, I think the Vikings got better." Packers got a little bit worse. This division could be tight, like most of us predicted. You know, maybe maybe a majority of the nation did have Green Bay winning the division, yes, but I think it was never a runaway. This was about uh, two games or so. I had them winning the division by one, which, I mean, I think obviously, you know, still could happen. There's so much football left. I don't think it will, but, I mean, it still could. Um, I don't think that the Packers are the biggest losers in the seat up to, I mean, I think there's a couple more losers that are much worse if we're talking a season's aspect, especially um, you want to call them the biggest losers of the week. I completely, you know, maybe agree with you there. Uh, that's it. I mean, they got blown out at home to the jets and they have. Um, first of all, it's just wrong to get blown out at home to any team when you have Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, like Brett said, when are we going to start giving credit to these teams, you want to call them losers of the week? Sure, that's fine. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. Obviously, this just made it even more spicy for the rest of the season uh, to see how the NFC North plays out. And I kind of want to talk about the NFC North later. But uh, my biggest loser of the week and honestly a little bit partially of the season so far as well as the Arizona Cardinals, I think Cliff Kingsbury is one of the most overrated coaches in football. I think he has been. And I have said that last year and I'm saying it again this year. Um, and I think Kyler Murray is kind of one of the more overrated quarterbacks in football who's getting paid a lot of money to not play great. He's getting paid great money to play, you know, solid. He hasn't shown up in big moments yet. We watched him collapse in the playoff team playoff game last year against the Rams, who obviously went on to win the Super Bowl. So take that with a grain of salt. But the year before that, he didn't show up, you know, when it was the John Wolford Rams and the Cardinals needed to win to get in. And he came in at halftime to save the season and he looked awful. Like started seven and oh last year, seven and one last year, collapsed against the Packers on Monday night or Thursday night. Like they just, I'm not bought in on the Cardinals. They're two and four. They just lost to the Seahawks. The Seahawks have a better record than the Arizona Cardinals who were a playoff team just last year. I think that the Cardinals are losers. I think Cliff Kingsbury is has a really good chance to lose his job at the end of the year. And I think he should lose his job at the end of the year if they don't turn things around. You were a playoff team last year. You have a $48 million quarterback who is a little boy and likes to play video games. You are losers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair. I mean, the Cardinals from where they were a year ago, I mean, a year ago, they, they were looking like how the Eagles are right now, you know, and then once they played Green Bay and Kyler got hurt in that final play through that game ceiling interception uh, that was targeting the A.J. Green, I mean, they kind of just fell apart. I mean, I also think the league's kind of caught up to them. Cliff Kingsbury's offense, like, there's only so many times you can, you you know, if you just quarterback spy Kyler Murray every time, I mean, if, if you need to force him to make a big-time throw, he's probably not going to make it. And not having DeAndre Hopkins has, you know, paid dividends, you know, like it's really been tough for them and they have no run game. You know, that's always been the thing with Arizona. They have no run game. So they are so predictable. James Connor is, you know, he is who he's always been, you know, he's touchdown reliant, 
He's a low yards per carriage guy. If you don't have a running back that could open it up for Kyler Brown, Hopkins, Moore, Ertz, they're it's not going to take too much time for Demons to really figure them out. Cardinals have an atrocious defense, so now this year they're not outscoring their opponents, which is really making, you know, it's just making them look really bad. And I mean, Cliff Kingsbury's got to go. Um, they need to bring in someone that could get the best out of Kyler Murray. And I don't think this system of being in shotgun like 90% of the time basically works. Kyler's got to get under center. He's got to do some bootleg play action. They got to do something with him. Uh, so I think Clint Kingsbury, once he goes and they bring in someone new, someone that could really get the best out of their playmakers, uh, then we'll kind of see the best of them. But so far, I mean, it's just, they have been, I will say they have been a really big disappointment. Brett, right, who's your biggest loser? All right. Who's the worst team in the NFL right now? Tell me right now, record-wise. Um, I will look it up for you. Right Everyone has the answer is the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are one in five. Okay, never mind. Never but mind. It is let's Carolina. be honest. The Carolina Panthers have nothing going for them. You know who else has one win and four losses because they were on a bye week? The Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, bro. Biggest joke, biggest L loser of the season. Um. Devontae Adams' frustration the other week, you know, the other night when he pushed that reporter, shows it all, man. Um, You want to talk about the Packers' offense, nothing's going right for them, yada, yada. Well, the dude, you know, who dipped Green Bay, his team's one and four right now. They got a brand-new coaching staff. You know, the other – they're one and four. The only other worse team than them in the NFL or, you know, without the same record, the Panthers, they just fired their head coach. Like – and the Raiders, I know they still have a lot of tough games left. Literally, the the Broncos, nothing have been going right for them, and they're they have a better record. And the Chargers are good. The Chiefs are good. The Raiders, they're in trouble, man. And I feel like they're gonna have to blow some shit up here pretty soon, um, probably after this season. Or I don't know. That's just everyone expected a lot more from that those kind of guys like Carr and Adams and Jacobs and Renfro and Waller. So that, that's a big L and a little special, special shout out for Thomas on this one, Elijah Moore. Um, your team gets the biggest win in the season up to this point. Um, and just for fantasy perspective, you know, because I, I didn't watch the film and evaluate Elijah Moore and who was got, covered him, but you know, no targets, I believe no catches, um, for his ADP where he was ranked at this year for your team to have the biggest win and to have no um, input in it, that's a loser, man. I oh, saw yeah. a lot about Elijah Moore. People are bitching about him hard on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's just the Brees Hall show. I mean, he's he's been their offense. I mean, Garrett Wilson had one catch for eight yards against the Packers. So, I mean, right, they're, yeah, they're, it was, it was... They're, they're two best receivers. I mean, Brees Hall just ran all over Green Bay. I mean, he's been awesome. He's probably your offensive rookie of the year. So Elijah Moore and uh, the Ra- I mean, I feel like Elijah Moore and the Raiders, man. I just feel like the AFC West in general has kind of just been lackluster this year. We were talking about that being the best division in football, which it did look like before the season. And just to see the play coming out of it, like the Chargers have had a lot of injuries and they're still four and two. And I give them props. But I mean, the Chiefs look like the clear cut favorites out of there. And I feel like. A lot of people wanted to write off the Chiefs, and I was not ready to do so. And they're still like they're looking like the favorites out of the AFC West because I don't think there's a team that's going to be able to compete with them out of the AFC West. 
especially after losing Rashawn Slater for the rest of the year. Like, that's just going to be huge for the Chargers. Um, let's move on to uh, panic button. Hit the panic button on these teams or relax on these teams. We're going to – we talked about this last time, and it's still lackluster. Is it time to hit the panic button on the Bucks offense? Um, No, no, not yet. I mean, they, Godwin's been in and out of the lineup. You know, there's been some offensive line issues. Brady's going through a potential divorce. I mean, there is a just a lot of obstacles that are that are being thrown at Brady in that offense right now. Um, I feel like that – I think they're going to get it together. They always do. Uh, we're always we're at that point in the season where people start to doubt Brady, and then he eventually just makes everyone look silly towards the end of the year when he's holding the, the Lombardi Trophy. Um, so no, I don't think you need the panic yet. The Steelers still have a good defense with or without JJ Watt in there. Um, so no, I don't think that you should panic yet. They're still going to win this division with ease. There's literally no, no there's going to be no one that challenges them. The Saints are just too banged up to even compete right now. So no, I, I don't think there's any reason to panic yet. Just because it's going to take some time. Godwin's coming back from a torn ACL. He's been in and out of that lineup trying to come back. There's no tight end on that roster right now that could even replace Gronk. Fournette's been great, but it's unfortunately just kind of been late in games, not when it actually matters. Um, so, no, I don't think you should panic yet. Give it a few more weeks. If they're still like this by the bye week, midseason-ish, then, yeah, then you panic. But, no, as long as they win this division, no, you can't. Brett, you panicking on the Bucks offense? Um, not at all. It's Tom Brady. Godwin, um, is getting healthier, you know, by the day. Um, Julio, you know, he can't, can't really be relying on him to be in the offense, uh, you know, looking long-term through the year. But fact is he's going to be, he's going to be healthy and coming back for some of these games. You know, Mike Evans was suspended for one of these games. Um, I think they'll start, start getting the offense clicking and they're three and three, man. Um, that's the thing, like, which ties back to, you know, the Packers, which I think we'll talk about. This is a three and three team that's underperforming. You know, you if you want to talk about the Bucks, you could say everything that's going wrong right now. They just lost to the Steelers. Their offense isn't clicking. We can name all the things that are wrong that if they fix, they'd be a great team. And they're sitting at three and three where we can look at another team like the Seattle Seahawks. And we're like, wow, this team's, this team's doing everything right. This team's doing everything they can, right. They're getting DK Metcalf involved, Tyler Lockett involved, the Geno Smith distributing. We got our run game going and we got the defense and they're three and three. So that's the thing. Like those are, those are the things you got to see with where some of the teams are at right now. And with the bucks, it's great to be having problems offensively to be three and three, because when they get it, when they get it fixed, that's going to be ultimately when they propel themselves above above everyone else. There's a lot of I – I feel like this is also the time where – and maybe, you know, I'm not in, in the NFL mix, like on the coaching staff or a player, this and that, but I feel like the more games you play, the more teams figure themselves out and the more advantage the good teams are going to have against everyone else just by having the – the right, you know, not not only by figuring themselves out, but having a truer identity of who they're playing also, you know. So I think I think the we're at the middle point where yeah, bye weeks are gonna start happening. We're gonna see teams separate. So I think it's good to have some problems, um, some things you know you gotta fix, like the Bucks offense, 
especially when you're sitting at three and three top of your division. I agree. I'm not hitting the panic button on them yet, but I'm getting, I'm getting nervous. Like Brett said, you know, they're doing everything wrong kind of, and they're three and three. If they get things clicking, they're going to be that scary team that they are each year. I'm done doubting Tom Brady, no matter how old he gets. And it's the same thing, you know, for my next team, that's the Packers, which we kind of already have talked about a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, that's another team that I'm also not hitting the panic button on. And it literally just lies with the fact that I'm not hitting the panic button on Aaron Rodgers. As old as he is, as you know, good as he is, or how bad he's looked so far this season, I'm never, ever going to bet against that man. I've bet against him way too many times in my life, and it's always come back to bite me in the ass. And that's just not – not. I don't want it to come back and bite me in the ass again, and I'm done betting against the man. So, end of the day, I'm also not hitting the panic button on the Packers. I think that they still have a lot of offensive weapons. They lost one of their best defensive players in Zedaria Smith last year. They lost one of their best players in Devontae Adams this year as well. And Darius Smith didn't play for us last year. Well, he was hurt. But Packers right. are paying him $11 million to not play for him this year, though. Cut him, yes. That's what happens when you cut a guy loose. Vikings are he only cost three million against the Vikings cap hit. The other 11's on the Packers payroll. So thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Bears are still giving Jimmy Graham like nine million this year and Leo <laughs> Mack like 23. So, but I'm I'm all I'm not hitting the panic button on the Packers yet. They've looked rough so far in this season. Their wins haven't been pretty and their losses have been ugly. But I feel like Matt Lafleur has been there, done that for the last what three years now, leading up into this season. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We've seen him make it work with out Devontae Adams before he even got there. And I know we had Jordy Nelson, but like these weren't players that like were good without Aaron Rodgers. Like these are players that Aaron Rodgers made elite. You know, you've seen what, I mean, Jordan was older, but you've seen what happened when Jordy left. You've seen what happened when Cobb left. Like these Aaron Rodgers can get what he can out of his guys. And regardless how old he is, regardless of the turmoil, I think they figure it out. Um, and I think that they make the playoffs. I'm not hitting the panic button on the Packers. Oh, not at all. I mean, to say to, to panic is one thing. To say they're the biggest losers is a whole nother thing. I mean, we just I just thought about, you know, their other loss to the Minnesota Vikings. I don't I don't think they're as great as a team as their record is, but they're talking about freaking – what is that? 14-4. and four combined record for their three losses like and to have you know it's like I said about the Bucks. I feel the same way about the Packers um a lot of injuries at wide receiver I do think they'll get it clicking um and I think a possible move could be made whether it's at the trade deadline or with Odell Beckham coming back um, I've heard Chase I, know, I know Odell Odell Beckham has um exchanged with People on Twitter and a little back and forth with Rodgers, I believe, about coming to the Packers. He's also expressed his opinion about not liking uh, playing on turf, which would be a benefit to him joining the Packers. Um, so maybe maybe a move like that could could help them with their passing game. But you know, nothing's going right defensively for them as well. They've they've been um, 
bad at the run, which, you know, they've, they've showed signs of being good at it. Sometimes, you know, it's not like, it seems like something that's unfixable. You know, they got some big guys up front, some great linebackers. So I'm not hitting the panic button at all. And yeah, they've lost to some good teams who played great games and I think they'll turn it around. Thomas, I'm assuming you are hitting the panic button just based on your take from earlier. I mean, it's not even that. It's just when you have a team such as the Packers, the expectations are high every year. Like under 10 wins is like. But that's the thing. You got to take that out of it. We're talking about. about Because when you're a historic team like that, though, like that, like you have expectations, especially with how you design. They put all their chips in the basket this year. They put every year. You're, you're, you're. You're getting it mixed up, dude, because you're how you're coming across sounds like you're disrespecting the Packers like so bad. But yet again, how you're how you're also describing it. No, I mean in a way, Packers, I think it's crazy. Well, you're putting the Packers in a category that no one else is in. You're just saying to yourself, so which one is it? Are the Packers no, I mean, they're in the same category better than everyone else Bucks, that has to have better expectations? Started, or the, what is it? The Bucks, Packers. And Rams were three teams that pretty much almost everyone kind of locked as the top three teams. And they're all the three and three. Oh, I know. They've all been disappointments. Uh, well, also, yeah, because all you're based off of ridiculous but I believe, But I believe with how the, all of those teams are constructed, I trust Sean McVay more than I trust Matt LaFleur. I, ta- I trust Tom Brady more than I trust Aaron Rodgers. So that's more so where if I'm comparing to three, the Packers are the bottom of those three, but it's like 10 Uh, wins is a minimum for green Bay every year. And I don't know if they're even going to get that this year. I don't know. I I, I really don't. That's more. My thing is it's like Alabama, they miss the college football playoffs. It's like, that's a failure of a season. It's like, how do you not hold the Packers to how they've been the last decade up to that standard? Well, I just don't know how, I don't know how three and three sitting at three and three, with because you haven't played any of playing the one of you know with yet. playing it's gonna get still got some, what's that i said the, the reason why is because you're losing the teams that you shouldn't be losing to that when you get to that mid-season area you're playing some tougher says teams. who like who who says who we shouldn't be losing? i think the like, cowboys i i think the cowboys are better than both the giants and the jets right now and i don't know if you're gonna beat them you're not I, don't know if you're gonna, I think the titans are better than both those teams well, that, that's I, the thing. I, like, what, whatever you think about yeah. this, think about that. None of that matters is what it is. It's well, it is about what this, it is. Well, this was an opinion. Sta- this is an opinion sta- uh, segment. It's not factual. It's an, it's an opinion of where things are at, according to my perspective so far. You have your perspective. Will has his. There's no right or wrong because the, you can't be right or wrong. It's everyone's opinion. Yeah, but what I will say is. Are that good? It's not that I don't think they're that good. It's just. I, I think if they go head-to-head and where – if they just get healthy. The Titans lost Traylon Burks. Robert Woods to come back from ACL. Henry started off slow. The defense has been up and down. They lost Taylor Lewis. Henry's been There are a lot of factors to why they're three and two. Like, Henry's I think they're going to get it together. I think they're going to get it together. I don't think two months from now that the Giants and Jets are going to be, like, over 500. Like, I, I just feel like it's going to, like, sink in where teams are going to kind of figure them out where – that's just where I'm at, where I think when it comes to the second half of the season, the good the team, the good teams that were expected who haven't really um, stepped up yet or done what they were supposed to do, I think that's when it'll click when your back's up against the wall, like with the Bucks, And even so, the Packers will not be a 500 team two months from now. They may be a game or two above 500, 
but like as of now like they'll figure it out next like down the road but how much like is it going to be too late that's my thing when it comes to the Packers is is it going to be too late you play the Bills the Cowboys the Vikings again the Titans I mean the the Lions are going to be tough like they they're not that good right now but they're still they still play division rivals tough they play the Packers the Vikings and the Bears tough every year even if they lose they're always close so that's just where I'm at Obviously, you don't have to agree. Will doesn't have to agree. No one has to agree. But that's why it's an opinion segment. That's why we're all here. There's no right. We're here for different perspectives. All right, Ravens. We hitting the panic button on the Ravens. They've blown 10-point leads, 10-plus point leads to Dolphins, Bills, and Giants. Are we hitting the panic button on them? No chance, dude. This is another team. They got, they, they got the quarterback position handled. And, you know, like, where are we, where are we getting, where are we basing these expectations off of, you know, this is, should, would you panic right now if you have some things to fix and you're sitting first place in your division? What about the teams that are sitting second place, third place, fourth place? I think they should be panicking, you know? So the Bucks, the Ravens, not even close to panicking on them. And, you know, the, the Packers, yeah, they've, They've, they're sitting at three and three, same record as those other teams. The Vikings are winning the division at five and one. But, you know, I personally don't think that the Vikings are who their record is. And the Packers are better than that. And, you know, the like, I think that, you know, the it, in due time, it'll these those it'll three teams will, out. you know, they'll work itself out and they'll show who they are. But yeah. to panic, three and three, Ravens, first place in – in your division, no way. I'm sitting. Pre- I'm sitting pretty. We know what we got to. We know what we got to fix. Sounds like we've had some late, late, uh, late game crumbles. Ten minute, ten point leads. Will G can point them out. That's what we got to fix. They got something to fix. You I know? think the Baltimore Ravens should hire me. Hey guys. Uh, you know. You know who's got to panic? The freaking Carolina Panthers. They they don't know who their next head coach is. They scrambling. Freaking Chicago Bears. They should panic. They don't know if Justin Fields is the guy. Freaking the Commanders. They got Ron Rivera saying Carson Wentz is the problem. Those are the teams that need to panic. Why are we talking about playoff teams panicking? Hey. The fuck you talking about my Bears for? (laughs) Because those are the teams that need to panic right now. Nobody. Packers, I, I jump Bears on this right show. Now. My team, my team's just sitting three and three. We lost two games that the Vegas had us winning, but these teams are damn good. They have hogs on the line. They run the ball. They're good football teams. And we're talking like the Packers are the freaking Jaguars of the last two years. That's the whole point of the segment, though, Brett. It's like well, okay, I hate we, these segments. They're not we, real. They're we not know. Real. We know that the Panthers are panicking. We know the Bears are panicking. That's why we bring in the ones where it's like, okay, should they be panicking? They've had a couple of tough Well, hey, you got the answer you wanted, man. I, no, exactly. I got it. I got the perfect fucking answer. I, this is what I wanted to hear. You know, you, you've had a lot back-to-back losses to the Jets and the Giants. Are you sitting at home scrambling around right now? Or are you staying cool, calm, and collected? That's the whole reason. We could fucking talk about every fucking bad team in the league, and hell yeah, we're all going to press the fucking panic button. We all are going to press the panic button. But you got to you gotta go with some of these, you know, 
the bigger names who are struggling. Okay, are you freaking out or not? And you're not. Are you you sitting in the car right now, cool, calm, and collected? No. Oh, dude, Packer fans, we're in the catbird seat. Whether you realize it or not, <laughs> we're in the catbird seat where nothing's going right, and it's three and three. We got the Commanders coming up. Oh, it's it's gonna be what fun. If they lose to the Commanders, though. Then oh, are you? Well, I we'll... still think we'll be fine. Okay. All right. If Taylor Heineke, but we can back. talk about what ifs all we want. I mean, that's not that's not what this show is. All right, all right, Thomas, you panicking on the Ravens? Yeah, I'm not panicking on the on the organization. I mean, I'm panicking on that defense. You know, the defense has been very suspect. Um, Lamar obviously cost them against the Giants. He choked. Um, but you know, they've they've had a lot of injuries on offense. Like you know, Bateman's been out multiple weeks. Dobbins missed the first few weeks. You know, coming back from like a million knee issues that he had that he blew that he blew out. Um, so no, I don't think you should panic just yet. I mean, they're in a pretty weak division. I mean, I think if you get like a few more weeks and like the Browns are still hanging around with like the Bengals and the Ravens and, you know, Watson's coming back for those last like six games or so, then I start to panic if it gets a little close, because if the Browns get Deshaun Watson back and they're still in the running, they might steal the division. Like they, Brissett's just been horrible for them. Um, so like the Ravens, I don't think you should panic yet, but I wouldn't maybe panic a little bit over Lamar. You know, just now is the time you need to evaluate him if you want to give him that big deal now that things aren't working out. Because franchise quarterbacks, you know, they overcome these type of things. So, I mean, if if he continues, doesn't overcome them, not having his number one receiver, not having a run game, you know, Josh Allen could overcome that. Patrick Mahomes could overcome that. You know, so like those are the kind of things you need to evaluate, I think, from the Ravens standpoint. But as of now, it's still, I think, too early in the season to full out, just like scramble and panic. Oh my God. Like, no, um, for a team such as Baltimore. Uh, no. So no, not yet. Just that defense needs to be cleaned up. If that defense could just get cleaned up a little bit, uh, the Ravens should be able to win a good portion of these games. I agree. I agree. Let's move on to our next segment. (laughs) All right. This one should be a lot of fun. Top five teams in each conference power rankings. We'll start with the AFC because the NFC is bound to get juicy with these two. Uh, I think that we can all agree on probably the one seed in each conference. Yeah. But we'll start Bills with the AFC. All right. Start AFC? With the AFC. Bills. We all got Bills? We all got Bills. It's clear. Right. Cut clear. to the point. Bills are the best team in the AFC, and they're the best team in football, too. All right. Who's getting spicy at two? Not me. I'm going Chiefs. Not you. It's simple. All right. I'm going Chiefs, too. I'm not getting spicy. I'm Chiefs going are number Chiefs two. as well. No spice All right. over here. All right. Are we following code right now? Are we following code? We're about to find out. This is where All it right. could get intense. Let's see. Baltimore Ravens at three. All right. I've got the Bengals at three. I got the um, Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, you know, the Ravens just did edge them out. But, you know, I, I just think to play again, you know, I think the Bengals will win. So, yeah, all right. So I probably know who you have it for then. Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. I got the Ravens at four. Makes sense. I have the Chargers, you know. All right. I like it. Four and two. I mean, they're going to get healthy on the defensive side eventually so i mean good teams win ugly games and that's what they've done recently so 
Bad teams also win ugly games. Bad teams also win ugly games. I watched the fucking Chicago Bears win a lot of ugly games over my lifetime, and they're bad. And <laughs> I know Nick Foles was like, oh, I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but winning ugly isn't always a lot of fun if you consistently win ugly. And the Chargers are doing that a lot, yes, but they're four and two. And I think that there's uh there's probably a heavy drop, and that's where my number five team is the the Chargers. Chargers are my Chargers. And who's I your got five? A, at five, I got I got the Miami Dolphins. I think now that two is coming back, uh, you know, they were three and zero with them originally, I believe. So I mean I think now that you got someone that could kind of run the offense and gives you a little bit more than Teddy Bridgewater, not much, but a little bit more. Um, I, I, the Dolphins got to get a run game going, of course, but I think now that Tua's back, they were looking really good prior to him going down against Cincinnati. So, I mean, I, I just don't think you could just doubt, like, give up on the Dolphins yet. Like, Mike McDaniel, I think, is a really good coach. And I, I still think this Dolphins team is going to win about 10 games and sneak into the playoffs and probably finish second in the division. So, I'm going Dolphins. Wow. I like it, though. I do like the pick. I like the boldness of it. And if I had to go Dolphins, they'd probably easily be at six. But I just, you know, I'm looking at Justin Herbert, and I'm going I'm to rock with Justin Herbert. You go full. Yeah, healthy. I disagree. I mean, it's Herbert. Um, so what are your bank? Would Bengals be your sixth, um, Tom? Oh, you know, it's close. I'm probably going to give the edge to the Bengals, but I do think the Jets, as of to this point, have looked more impressive than the Bengals. The Bengals have a lot to work out. Like, if Jamar Chase doesn't go off, they're just mediocre. Uh, That defense, you know, they need to step it up. Burrow's starting to figure it out now, but... um, Wow. That's, That's crazy. That's crazy. My honorable mention, I'd have to go with the Patriots. I just think... Freaking Bill B, they just always figure out to get it done. Figure out how to get it done. All right. We're going to get fucking spicy over here, folks. Time for the NFC. I think we're all unanimous at number one with the Eagles, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be it. All right. Number two. Brett, kick us off. Number two, I'm going with the Bucks, man. Um, I think Tom Brady, that defense is stout. Stout. Um. And Tom Brady, it's fucking Tom Brady, man. Come on. They're sitting at three and three, the number one in their division. I'm not concerned about the record. I'm talking about when a team, when if a team, I'm looking at that team and I'm assuming they show up and play play their best game because that's, that's what it's all about, playing your best, you know. And if you can play your best, that's when that's – you can't do any more than that. I so think I think if – when the Bucks are playing their best, I, I you gotta have the Eagles at number one right now. They look they look amazing, but I got the Bucks at number two, dude. And I feel like I think that's they kind could... of what it is. The whole power rankings is all about. Yeah, right. Like and... who if they show if this team shows up and plays their best game, who like that's where they're ranked, and that's who you right. keep them ahead of. And I'm like I'm if if the Eagles and Bucks are playing in the playoff game, like I got the Bucks, you know. So. Like, yeah, I'm going to put the Eagles at my number one, but that's how good I am with the Bucks at my number two. But I have the Bucks at my two as well. Yeah, I mean, I got it with the Vikings. You're 5-1 for a reason. Uh, you know, the Bucks kind of look like a mess right now. Uh, the Vikings, are just, they're just clicking everywhere. So, I mean, they had that one ugly loss to the Eagles. But, I mean, the Bucks, 
they don't they don't put that fear in me like they did a year ago. Like they're right. so wide open. It should. They they just don't. I mean, the Vikings, their defense. The reason is because they were not as bad as their record was a year ago. Like on paper, this is a twelve to thirteen win team from just a talent standpoint. And now with a coach who knows how to get the best of his players, they're figuring it out. They're passing. They're not doing this old style football like they did a year ago. Um, but the thing is, their defense is. It's been up and down, but the points per game is what matters to me. And when you have a top offense and you have the 11th defense in points per game, they're only allowing 19.7 points per game. That's 11th in the league. You know, this is it's it's a lot like how the Rams were last year, where they were in a lot of close games. They were in a lot of games where they kind of, you know, really snuck out when maybe they should have lost. Some points the season looked ugly. Some points look great. But at the end of the day, you, you got to win these games, you know, when your back's up against the wall. Like, yeah, if it's one or two games, you sneak out. Yeah. But when you're doing it consecutively against like the Lions, the Bears, the Saints, but it's just when you do it in a row, like you would think one of those points, your teams, you're, when you're facing adversity, you're just, you're, you're just going to collapse and they haven't yet. And Kirk Cousins has led like four game winning drives in these games. So I just think from where we're at, kind of like right now where things stand, the Vikings right now look more impressive than the Bucs do because the Vikings don't lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think they, you know, Bucks lost to them. So, I mean, that's a pretty ugly loss. The Vikings lost, their only loss is to pro, are maybe the best team in football right now, the Eagles. The Eagles are the most complete team in football. That is their only loss. So I can't put the Bucs ahead of them just yet because the Vikings – they're going to, they're probably going to beat the Cardinals and you're probably going to beat the commanders against Taylor Heineke. That brings you seven and one. Like that's a top two team from, from what I can see at this point. If, if I think my team could be seven and one and you still got some teams, this team's winning 12 games, probably winning a division title. So I just, I feel like there's an argument for the bucks because of they literally just won Super Bowl two years ago. But if you're doing the power rankings for right now, I mean, it's got to be the Vikings. You're five and one. It's like if it's a one game difference, I get it. Okay, you're There's so adamant about. I do want to. I do want to cut you. Cut you in right here because you're. This is what you're talking about. You're so adamant about five and one. Five and one. Outside of the Packers, I know you're really high on the Dolphins. You have number five. Part of your reason was because Tua was coming back. Dolphins played two quarterbacks in this last game. Outside of the Packers, with the four wins, who have the Vikings beat? You know what? You only play who's ahead of you. And if you win these games, that's all that matters. You know, that's truly that is all that matters. Like, so they haven't beat anybody, is what you're telling me. I think the Saints were fine. They're a good team. The Bears the Saints had the Saints had Bears are not great. Either. I'll give you that. The Bears are probably their most embarrassing win of the year. They shouldn't have let them back in that game in the first place. The you Vikings, know, the Saints are come no on. The Saints, though, the Saints, they're not a good football team. You know, they're not a playoff team with their starting quarterback. Who would the Bucks beat? The Bucks. I mean, they've. I. I couldn't. They, week I mean, one, they the beat Dak beat. Prescott and the Cowboys. Um. I mean, they, they lost hurt. to the Chiefs. They lost to the Packers. Yeah, you know, but they, they didn't have any. We're only six there. games in. Like, but that's what the thing is. This isn't about record. But I. I was just saying. Power I, just wanted, yeah. I was just. And I can only evaluate so where the team is up to this the Vikings point. being number two because they're five and one, and how you can see them being seven and one. After you just named off two more scrub teams, I just, I just, I, I mean, just you are who your record is at certain points. I mean, you'll see what happens come playoff time. Like, do I think this team wins a Super Bowl? No, but do Sorry. I? I think they could get to the to the divisional round with a new head coach and a new GM. Yeah, I do, and I I feel like 
this team is very good. They are a good team. Oh, no, you just – I mean, yeah, we can move on. I just – yeah, I just want to – I mean, do I think the Bucs are going to win the Super Bowl right now? So you're telling not. me that you're, you're – the, the, the games that you've played right now, you don't, you don't sit back and look like, okay, I'm a little bit worried because we have let Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater play us tight. We let Andy Dalton play us tight. We let Justin Fields play us real tight. And we let uh, – Jared Goff have two 10-point leads on us at home. Like, Like, other than the record, I don't see any reason to put the Vikings as the number two team in the NFC. That's all I'm saying. The only reason it doesn't scare me is because a year ago – Maybe if you chalked up wins against good teams who've played bad games, that's another thing. But it's like – it's the Giants 5-1 and is way more impressive than the Vikings 5-1. and and yeah, I'm not saying it's you not. don't even have them as they're in here. They're in my top five. That doesn't mean I don't think they'll keep it up. Right. But okay. All right. Let's let just from where I see, look, I've looked at the Viking schedule. That's the only reason I have them as this two team. Cause I think they're going to win 12 to 13 games. I don't think the wow. giants are going to win 12 to 13 games. If So that's just where. Well, that, well, that's records. One thing though. I mean, but you think, all right. I, I, no, I mean, I, I, I I'm, I, Look, I, I've I seen the Vikings a year ago. That's this is the only reason I'm not worried is because these close games they lost a year ago. They played the Ravens tough, blew it. You know, like they they played they played a lot of team stuff a year ago. Now they're coming on the opposite side of these games. And when you just when you win these games, and no matter what's thrown your way, missed field goals, your defense falls apart, your quarterback throws a few picks in some crucial spots. Like good teams still find ways to win these games. We saw the Bears when they had 12 wins a few years back. You know, they won a lot of close games. There were not like a bunch of ass whoopings. Like good teams still win. Right. No, I, I understand all of this. No, I'm just the Vikings are I'm a just, good team. I'm they just talking about justifying being yeah. the number two team in the NFC. I understand everything you're saying. What you're saying is right, but that's that's just like I, I see what you're saying. I, I understand. It's hard for me not to We're have just we just agree to disagree. That's it. Yeah, but even if this wasn't the Vikings, I have a hard time putting a team above another team who has two more wins than them. If it's one game, I could kind of see it. Like, if the Bucks were, like, four and two, I'd be like, okay, you know, I could see it. But, yeah, yeah, you're two games ahead of them. Like, I just don't think from when – if you're coming to the power rankings of, like, how you could do that. Like, if, if, it, if it's a two, three-game difference, like – If, hey, if that'll blow your mind, just, just yeah. wait. Just wait. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I guess I just – I think that the Vikings are a good football team. I think they'll probably win, you know, 11 games. Uh, I just I, – I, I, I'm not – Screw the doubters wrong. That's what they got to do. No, they need to because I'm, I'm – I wouldn't say I'm a doubter, but I'm not a believer either. Like, I, from what I've seen – Because I'm, of the guy that's under center, if we're being honest. No, it, has, 100%. it honestly has nothing to do with Kirk Cousins to me at all. I think that's why the Vikings will get a lot of respect, though, is because of Kirk Cousins. He plays no, great sure. last year. It has losing. absolutely nothing to do with Kirk Cousins for me. I, I love Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. For me, it has nothing to do with Kirk Cousins. It's just from what I've seen. It's been way – I mean, I've seen these, like, these games go good teams' ways. Yes, I've watched my team start 5-1. and one. On the bright side for the Vikings, 92% of the teams – who start five and one or a postseason team. You guys are easily going to probably win the, uh, maybe win the division. I wouldn't say easily, 
you guys are a lock for a playoff team now going five and one. It's a great start to a season. I'm, I'm not a believer, but I'm not a doubter. I just haven't seen enough. Like you guys have played a lot of bad teams way too tight in my eyes for me to think that you guys are, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, you know, you go everyone in the NFC has been terrible though. Yeah. The NFC has been terrible. So that's what I'm thinking. Like if these teams are playing their best games, I don't see the Minnesota Vikings as, the second best team in the NFC if they're playing their best game because I guess their best game to date hasn't been the greatest. And I just want to see more. I want to, I want to, I want to believe in it more. I've seen what the Tom Brady Buccaneers can do with the regime that they have. I haven't seen greatness yet. Other than the, you know, week one victory against the Packers was a great astounding win, but in the four games since, if you're the second best team in the NFC, you don't let the Chicago bears come back down 18 and, at home and like push you up against the wall. Yes, the good teams win those games. You did win that game. Uh, uh, the second best team in the NFC does not let that happen. Go into Miami, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Skylar Thompson. It was a tight game. Yeah, you know, things go back and forth. It's whatever. That's a team that, you know, you watch the Jets fucking dominate them. Blow the Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater Dolphins out of the water and the Vikings played them tight the entire time. The Saints, whatever. It's a London game. I try to take London games with a grain of salt. You just 13 hour fight, different country, whatever. Played them tight with Andy Dalton. Like I want to see more from the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not a believer. I'm not a doubter. That's my take. My three team Dallas Cowboys. Ballsy. <laughs> I don't even have the Cowboys in the mix. I like it though. My team three, and maybe you know, this probably isn't a popular one. And maybe this will give you guys a little perspective of where I'm coming from. Is when I'm thinking about these rankings, I'm thinking about money line. These teams are matched up. Who am I pick? Who am I gonna play? You know, who's if all these teams had to play each other, who's where's it gonna end up? Number three, I got the 49ers. Um and I just think they're a force, man. They're whoever's at running back, it doesn't matter. Jimmy G's in there, game managing. They got Kittle in there going wild. And Debo, Ayuk, who clicked in the last half of the season, had a hell of a game last week. And, you know, the defense, man. The Niners, they always seem to be in the mix. Um, I believe they're in first place in their division right now. And you know, they're sitting at three and three as well, but they're, they're a force, man. NFC championship game last year, I believe, um, been there for the last couple of years. And I expect them to be in that neighborhood once again. I like it. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't have the 49ers on here, but they crossed my mind a few times. I think that's a really good football. You can't if you don't have the 49ers in your top five NFC, dude. I can't take your shit seriously. No, sorry, but I'm sorry, but come on, come on, guys. The 49ers, they're legit, dude. They're three and three. (laughs) Who gives a fuck about what they are right now, dude? The Rams are gonna get it together. I mean, the Rams. No, I, I have. I I less I have less faith in the Rams. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. We can. Who, who's your number three though, Thomas? I mean, uh, it's the Bucks. You know, obviously, oh, right. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's the Bucks. I mean, obviously, if we really truly do want to talk of who wins head to head, the Bucks are the number one team because I think the Bucks then would beat the Eagles. So, but I mean, the Bucks, they barely beat the Falcons. They just lost to the Steelers. You want to talk about a team that's lost some you know, close games or have won close games? You want to compare it to the Vikings? The Bucks have not looked that impressive either. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Bucks number three. I mean, when it comes to playoff time, maybe they'll get it together and they could go to the Super Bowl. Would not surprise me. But, you know, as of now, I think the Bucks have played as the third best team in the NFC up to this point. I'm just I, I don't want to say anything. Brett doesn't take me fucking seriously. I'm hurting right now, dude. The Niners though, I mean, dude, they're worse. And I just, I guess my they face, lost I to the Bears. Know. Like you're out at that point. You lost to the Bears. You're off my list, dude. I, have, this, I just don't have faith in the NFC West. This is all about winning the Super Bowl. You know what's? It's all about. Where well, you, you got to get to the playoffs. You got to move. And look, we could sit here and say, okay. What's, what's the most important position on the field? Okay, quarterback. Okay, they have a different quarterback than they did that game. And, okay, what's probably the most influential thing in a football game? Weather conditions. What have been the, what's been the craziest weather game of the year? Probably the Chicago game, if I had to guess. Oh, so, yeah. I'm throwing that out the window, man. So, the Niners, and they just lost to the Falcons, right? They got their ass kicked. Yeah, so those games happen, you know. I'm, I think, like, like we talked about earlier, we're at that point where the teams are going to start separating. You know, I think three and three is it's not a bad spot to be sitting at, especially when you see, you know, like the teams that feel like they're in trouble there. Well, you look around the division, and there's a lot of teams in that same boat. So, you know, it'll they the teams that will rise from those situations are the teams that have good veteran leadership most of the time that coming from a good quarterback um, or very good coaching. And if you pair them up together, then you're, you're really going to get through it. So I think the, the Niners fall in that criteria at three and three, along with maybe not the quarterback position for them, but definitely coaching along with the Bucks and the Packers. And, you know, Thomas said he thinks the Rams, but, Number four, then we're on, right? Yeah, I have the. Oh, I have. This is where I have the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Why did you put the Cowboys over the Vikings? What's up? What's your? Oh, I mean, I think that the the I think that with just Cooper Rush and how they've been playing, they've been playing good teams very well, and I think Dak Prescott is going to come back and figure it out. I like the Vikings. I think their defense is nuts. You know, they they really held it down in the second half. They struggled a little bit against one of the better offenses in the NFL, and they came around in the second half. And I, I've been one of the bigger Cowboy doubters. And just, I guess, I've through the game so far this year, I'm in, impressed. Week one, tough game against the Bucks, But after that, they've been playing really solid football. They beat the Giants, who have beaten – the Giants have beaten the Packers and the Ravens. They did it in prime time with Cooper Rush. Like I, I, I'm buying what the Cowboys are doing right now. And I was as soon as Dak Prescott went down, I, I said Mike McCarthy is going to be fired before the end by the end of the season. Like I was out, and I'm wrong about the Cowboys big time because their defense in my eyes is looking really, really stout. Offensive lines holding up. Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott seem to be figuring it out. 
and they're making it work with the receivers that they got. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb's the outlier. He's really fucking good. But Noah Brown is their number two right now. So I'm I'm in on the Cowboys again. But, uh, yeah, Vikings are my four. Um, They could go up. They could go down. What if they go seven and one? At that point, do you move them up? If I they mean, win the next two games? I don't if think that's won, what it depends I mean, on for me. Though. No, yeah. I mean, I, well, no, I, would, I, know, I just I want to know, to, like, what would it take? Like, I mean, no, yeah. I would have, how are the two teams ahead of them? How did the how do the Bucks look over the next two weeks? How do the Cowboys look over the next two weeks? I can't tell you that answer. Say each team loses one, but the Vikings win two, then there'll be three games ahead of them. Are they I, still I mean, down? Who the Bucks have? Who the Bucks have? The Bucks have the Panthers and the Ravens. If the Bucks go out there and beat the Ravens, they're not going to move muscle. I'll tell you that right now. And the Cowboys, who do they have over the next two weeks? They got the Bears. They got a bye week and then the Bears. Cowboys probably won't move the muscle either. I mean, I don't know. Like, or they know they got the Lions. Lions, this Lions and Bears. If they if they if they lose to the Lions or Bears, yeah, they're probably gonna move a little bit. Yeah. If they don't, what if, Bucks, what if Bucks lose to the Ravens and then they're what? Say they'll be what four? Is that four and four in two weeks then? So you're okay. So Vikings, yeah, I'm just saying to that point, if say Vikings are seven and one and Bucks are four and four, you're still putting the Bucks ahead of them. What the fuck was that noise? That's all I want to know. Like, 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 if it just gets to that point, hypothetically. No, like, I mean, yeah. If we're doing hypotheticals, I'll, an, I'll answer the hypotheticals when that when it comes true in two weeks. I don't know. How do the Bucks look? Are the do the Bucks lose to the Ravens 45-44? Like, I mean, this is I I need I can't answer hypotheticals that I don't know. Yeah, how I just want to know when do records actually matter? Is no, you're I, right, and, and I'll be able to answer that in two weeks. Do the Vikings go out there and beat the Commanders? 17 to 15 and the Cardinals 21 to Here, I love like, this question. I love this. I don't question. know what's going to happen. Thomas Thomas made a great point. When will records matter? I love that you asked that question because that's going to make sense for my number four. Um, my number four, Green Bay Packers. Okay. And maybe that's, maybe this is where, you know, Everyone disagrees. And maybe I'm crazy because I got the Packers in the five, you know, at the four slot. But here's the thing. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I got uh, my Giants at five. All right. I already given up my number five. But you could say, oh, the Giants beat the Packers. Um, you know, if they played again tomorrow, especially Packers got robbed, you know, as a home game, chalked up as a home game, had to play it in London. That sucks. I mean, doesn't really help after we just got blown out by the other New York team at home. But anyways, the Packers, you know, they were winning that game. Everyone thought they were going to win that game. Giants came back, squeaked it out. So if, you know, the Packers win that game, then they're sitting at four and two. They got the same record as the Giants. So, you know, even though I have the Packers right there, that one little mishap and the Giants taking over in the second half, that's the difference between a five and one record and having the command over the Packers and them being three and three, you know? So I think records are going to matter when these minute swings in the games aren't that big of the difference in the polls of where these teams are ranked at right now. So, you know, right now, like, like with the Vikings and the Packers, you know, yeah, that game was a total, um, landslide 
Vikings all the way, you know, but we, we, let's say, let's say it was close and the Vikings barely won. Well, then they're sitting at five and one and the Packers are three and three just because of barely. So right now they're sitting at five and one and the Packers are three and three, you know, they, if Packers win that game, they're even, and everyone's going to sit here saying the Packers are above the Vikings. So I think records won't matter when one game won't swing to the shit as much. But that's – I got the Packers at four. Like I said, I think they can beat a lot of these teams. They haven't been playing well. But do you understand what my uh, my point of view from there? Yeah. We're picking up what you're putting down. Thomas, who's your four? Uh, I'm also going Cowboys. Uh, you know, I, I think the Cowboys are the second-best team in the NFC East. You know, Dak's coming back, but I've been really impressed by that defense uh, for the Cowboys. They've really kept them in games. You know, it hasn't been it hasn't been because like Cooper Rush or anything. It's just the defense has been stout. You know, they played the Bengals really tough early in the year. Um, I think they played like the Rams and some of these other teams. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys are still a good team. They're not a very good postseason team, <laughs> but they're they're at least a really good regular season team. Mike McCarthy is. He's not great. He's good, but he's not a great coach. So, yeah, I mean, I just think from where we're at to this point, with the fact that the Cowboys, if they had Dak Prescott, would probably have one more win. They'd pro- they probably would have beat the Eagles the other night if Dak Prescott plays. So that's about a five and one team. So I think that's got to at least potentially put you in the top four. Um, I won't be shocked if the Cowboys, you know, maybe the Eagles have a little tiny collapse like the Cardinals last year, and Cowboys win this division. It wouldn't surprise me. It's not out of the realm, you know, it's not crazy. So, no, I mean, yeah, I think the Cowboys are just a very good team. They have a good roster. I don't know if they're a great team, but they're at least a good team with a really good roster. Um, we just got to see how the rest of the season holds out and what Prescott is like when he comes back. And, Brett, yeah, I you want to talk about uh, why I had the Cowboys against the Vikings. Just I feel like their wins also, you know, their statements. The wins don't really mean anything. Who you're beating, it's a matter about if you're winning games regardless at the end of the day. But, I mean, they beat the Bengals. They beat the Rams by two scores. They beat the Giants, who are 5-1, and one, and they blow out the Commanders, a game that they should blow out with a team that they should blow out. And this is all with their backup quarterback. Now, people are going to be like, oh, Cooper Rush is playing better than Dak Prescott. Okay, whatever. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback. And even if he does come back and he starts a little slow, people are still going to be calling for Cooper Rush to come back in. They'll be able to figure it out with Dak Prescott in the regular season. Now, when it comes to the playoffs, who fucking knows? Obviously, we all talked about why. Yeah, and that could very well happen. Um, But my thing is with the Cowboys is that their wins have been impressive with the backup quarterback. They beat the 5-1 Giants. They beat the Rams by two scores. They blew out the commanders like they should, and they beat the Bengals. And they're beating good teams. And now they have a stretch here against the Lions, Bears, and that, I mean, that should be a two-win stretch right there. But then it starts to get interesting. This is when the NFC is really going to start playing, you know, the real NFC. You got Packers, Vikings, and Giants again. That's when we're going to be able to realize if the Cowboys are going to take that mask off or if they're going to keep it on and this is who they really are. That's why I got the Cowboys over the Vikings. And people are going to, you know, bash me for that, I'm sure. But my five team is the Packers as well. Uh, I don't know if that, I don't either, either of you guys had the Packers at five where I know you did, but my five team is the Packers. I think that they are, uh, I think just having Aaron Rodgers, you're a top five team in the post. Or you're a top five team in the NFC. I think Mike, uh, Matt LaFleur is going to figure it out and they're going to start winning football games. 
And I've, like I've said, I've just, I guess I've seen this movie too many times as a Bear fan. Would I be happy if the movie ends? And this is how it ends. And the Packers go on this downward spiral towards eternity of hell. Fucking A, baby, sign me up. But I'm not writing the movie until it's over. Yeah. And that's I mean, why the Packers are my five. Yeah. I'd probably get your popcorn ready and get a little comfortable because I, th- I think it's the end. So it's it's falling apart. It's going down. It's going Titanic right now. Um, I'm going Rams, though, at the five. I was going to have the Giants, but I do think the Rams are probably going to get it together. Obviously, team's looking a little lost right now without Kevin O'Connell there this year on offense. Stafford's taking a really big step back. Um, I do think, because based off how this conversation has gone, we're really basing it off of just the team itself. Uh, what they've done to this point might not necessarily matter. So I'm going to go with the Rams because I do think they will get it together. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, you know, who knows what to do at running back with Cam Akers right now. The defense is still their strong suit. I can't believe you just said Allen Robinson before you named off. Hey, he had a great he, – he just had a good game. He had a good game. Five catches, 65 yards in the tutty. So who knows? He might be back. They're finally targeting him. Um, no, I mean, I, I think the Rams are – I think there's an argument for the Niners here. But I, I don't I don't trust the – I still don't trust the Niners just yet until Elijah Mitchell comes back. They don't have a run game, which is literally what has been their bread and butter the last few years when they've made the NFC Championship game. They ran the hell out of it. So, but no, I got to go Rams because they're, they're, they still did win the Super Bowl. Like, you got to think that they're probably going to get it together. And Sean McVay is a hell of a coach, with or without O'Connell by his side. So, I really do think that the Rams are going to get it together. Giants, I just – a lot of things have fallen um, in place. Um, I need to see more from Daniel Jones before I truly take the Giants seriously. Because I truly do evaluate teams more so who's under center at quarterback. Because I feel like your team's only as good as their quarterback at times. Um, so I got to go with the Rams, uh, giants. If they get up to win where they're six, seven, one shit, I'll, I might move them up to like two or three. So I just, I got to see more from the giants and Daniel Jones. He's just managed the game. You know, I need to see more. The defense has been stout, but I need to see more from the quarterback. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> six minutes until I work guys. Let's go through our week seven predictions. We will talk about Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones after they beat the Bears on Monday Night Football. There's no need. There's no need. (laughs) All right. Thursday night game, Saints, Cardinals. I'm rocking with the Saints. Oh, I'm going Cardinals. Saints are going to probably have Taysom Hill at quarterback. There's no Michael Thomas. Olave should be back. But, I mean, D-Hop's back, you know, the guy who literally is the key to that offense. So, I trust Arizona at home. You know, the Saints just – they're too banged up. They're too banged up right now. And take the spread, Cardinals, minus one and a half right now before it changes. Cardinals, Zach Ertz, touchdown, book it. All right. Cleveland, Baltimore, I'm going with the Ravens. Ravens. Are Ravens home or Browns? Ravens. Yeah, I'm going Ravens. You know, is if Bateman's back, it's going to be an ass whooping. If not, it could be close, but I'm going Ravens. Bucks over Carolina in Carolina. Easy money. Yeah, it's, it's going to be the Bucks. Atlanta, Cincinnati in Cincinnati, I think. Yeah, it is. I got I got Bengals. Yeah, I think you gotta go, I got to go Bengals as well. You know, Bengals are clicking, man. I expect um, uh, one thing, you know, I could be wrong on this. It's just something that my brain has kind of picked up. I feel like the, the Falcons 
key in on the number one receiver. Um, whoever they play, I don't know if it's a corner or if it's a game style, but I'm going to say, yeah, I got the Bengals and look for T Higgins to have a big game. You know, I don't, I don't have any stat or something where I can pull it out, but I'm pretty sure that the number one receivers just don't do too well. Jamar Chase, he seems to be coming alive though now, but you know, I, I want to say, um, I'm gonna go Bengals, but T Higgins touchdown. AJ Terrell, dude. It's AJ Terrell in Atlanta. AJ Terrell. He's a dog. Um, and I mean, we just saw Debo Samuel kind of get taken out of the game against Atlanta, and you watch Brandon Ayuk have one of his better games of his career. Uh, yeah, hopefully with uh, fantasy wise, Jamar Chase doesn't get taken out of the game, but I agree. You know, I think T Higgins could have a big game, and I think we're all going Bengals here, right? Yep. All right. Uh, little D, Detroit goes into Dallas. I'm rocking with the big D. Give me Dallas. I mean, I think a lot depends if Prescott plays. I'm going with the win if Prescott plays, but I'm going to go with the Lions win if it's Cooper Rush because I think Amonra St. Brown should be back fully healthy this week, and that's really hurt that Lions offense. So I'm, I'm going to go – I guess I'll just stick to the Cowboys because I can't play the hypothetical here, but I'll, I'll, I'm banking that Prescott's back. So, I mean, I'll go Cowboys under the scenario, but do not be shocked if Lions win. I'm going with the Lions here. All right. I, you know, love I think balls. I think uh, I think Lions have I mean, Cowboys obviously better chance with Dak Prescott. But I ultimately feel like if Cooper Rush plays, he's going to lose. And if it was, you know, I just feel like it'd be a, such a cowboy thing for Dak Prescott to come back and them to lose a favor a game that they're favored in. Well, is Swift coming back? Because he's been out a few weeks. Like the Lions have had some injuries on offense. They've had no Swift or St. Brown for weeks. So they're not like a terrible one in four team right now. Is that what they are? One in four? Yeah. One yeah. Four. Um, Giants at Jacksonville. I, I got the Jags. I also have the Jags. I think there's a lot of media praise for the Giants right now. And usually when that happens to teams that aren't used to it, uh, they tend to collapse. And, you know, I trust Doug Peterson. He's played. He, he's played the Giants before when he was in Philly. He knows them. So I'm going to go Jags. Man, this game feels like such a trap. Um, you know, it's at Jacksonville. And like what Thomas said, um, surprisingly, Jacksonville's favorite in this game. By three. Um, the Giants are yep. plus three going to Jacksonville. And like not only do I love that, but I love the money line for the Giants. I mean, five and one, dude. They, they look dangerous, man. Um, and it's it's mainly, um, you know, Barkley and their defensive front, I believe. Um, Dable's been be. a hell of a coach. He, he's your coach of the year. Lock it down. He's using uh, he's using Daniel Jones to his strengths. How long is that going to be able to sustain, though, is what I'm worried about. Like, he's getting right. in. He's getting Saquon moving, which is helping Daniel Jones. If teams start keying in on Saquon heavy, um, it's working. You've seen what the Bears did. When the Bears play the Giants, they were obviously going all out to stop Saquon Barkley and force Daniel Jones to beat him. He didn't beat him with his arm. He just ended up beating him with his legs. So I love what Dabble is doing. He's using Daniel Jones to strengths. But if it comes to a point where they're playing a real defense and they can take away Saquon Barkley without Daniel Jones being able to use his legs, that's when I'm going to start worrying about the Giants. But I do agree. Dabble's probably your coach of the year. But I'm going with Jags. Green Bay, Washington. I'm sorry, I just don't see the Packers going, getting bounced like this again. Getting, you know, Rodgers is going to be playing pissy. 
It is going to be a very pissed off Rogers game. And Taylor Heineke's in though. And I like Taylor Heineke, but I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, I'm also going to go Green Bay. I think this is the game where Green Bay is actually going to finally, like, be able to run the ball. Um, so, I do think this is, you know, the Commanders, I think they're going to be a really bad team this year. I almost wonder if they're going to tank for one of those top quarterbacks, you know, at this point, because they truly are a quarterback away. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go uh, Packers. Pack. Pack. All right, I'm going uh, – oh, dude, Colts-Titans, such always a fucking weird matchup for me. Titans got the first round. I think Colts are going to get the second round. Going Colts. Titans. Titans are home, so I'm going Titans. I got the Colts, man. I think they're clicking. All right. Like to hear it. Houston, Vegas. Uh, give me both coming off a of bye week. I like Vegas. I like Vegas here. I like the Raiders as well. They're just a better team. Houston's still going to have a top five pick. The Raiders better win this game. Yeah. If not, sad all around the board. Jets at Denver. Jets keep clicking. I think they keep they're, – they're on a little bit of a run, and I don't think this momentum slowing down anytime soon. Russ is playing injured. Jets. Uh, I'm going Broncos. I think they'll figure it out. I mean, I know uh, Wilson's got a hamstring injury. He might not play, but I'm basing it off him playing. Yeah, you know, Jets are four and two, but I just – I just – I got the Broncos, man. I, I'd i be surprised to, to see the the – Broncos two and five and the Jets five and two. I just, I can't believe it. Broncos. All right. All right. Uh, Kansas city at San Francisco. I got the chiefs. Yeah. I got chiefs as well. I don't see the chiefs losing back to back games. G Jimmy G's got his limitations. They know it. Little uh, super bowl rematch right here. Um, I'm definitely going to try to get my eyes on this game. Tough. You know how high I hold the Niners in regards. Aaron Rodgers' dad. Um, freaking, I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one, though. All right. Seattle at the Chargers. I think that this could be one of those games where uh, Chargers have been playing, you know, these good, these bad teams down to their level. You've seen it with the Texans. You saw it with the Broncos, who the Chargers are supposed Jags. to be better than. I think this is the same with the Jags. I think this is the game where the Chargers, Chargers are like, okay, no more. We're shit stopping you. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. It's going to be an ass whooping. I think Geno Smith will come back to reality. Man, I really want to see the Seahawks win this game. Um, but I think it's inevitable. I mean, I don't think I don't think like Thomas said, I don't think the Geno play is sustainable. Give me the give me the uh, Chargers. All right. Sunday night game, not really a fun one. Uh Mitch Trubisky versus Teddy Bridgewater, maybe? It'll probably be Tua. No, it's Tua. Tua's back. Okay, thank God. But Mitch Trubisky versus Tua on Sunday night. Uh, give me Tua and the Dolphins. I'm going with the Dolphins as well. They're they're favored heavily for a reason. Steelers are not a good football team. Give me Mike Tomlin and the boys. Love it. And then uh, Bill Belichick to pass George Hallis for all-time wins. Give me the Bears. Just to be a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised, you know, if the Bears did win, but Bill Belichick owns young quarterbacks. So I got to go with New England. And I don't think that Bears defense could stop Ramondre Stevenson. He could have like a two or three touchdown day, and I wouldn't be surprised. The Bears are just not a very good football team. Yeah, we fucking know, Thomas. <laughs> I will be placing 
a New England Patriots minus 19 and a half bet for Monday Night Football. Actually? Yes. What are the odds in that? We'll see what the odds are, but I got the Patriots by 20 plus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm serious. Bailey's happy, believer. All right. Damn, bro. Fucking chill. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of Pinewood Perspective. I am three minutes late to work. You guys have a great rest of your night. Peace. You too, puppy. Bye-bye.